The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What of subconscious thoughts that dwell in darkness and shadow? What of reckless desires that take root in the soil of envy and flower in crime? We can give the world a face free of lurking malice, but back in the dim recesses of our mind crouch the age-old instinct ready to destroy. And so to our story, starring Evelyn Anchors. The deep green waves dash with wild, thrusting arms upon the stern rocks of the New England shore. Silhouetted against the slate sky is the outline of a house. Huntley House. And the girl in our story, Maxine Stark, must have regretted her visit to this home above the sea because back of her smiling and friendly face was a grim and growing obsession. At the time, it seemed the right thing. You see, Teresa Huntley was my twin sister. We were worlds apart socially. In fact, we had mutually refused to see or speak to each other for ten years. She had been through a tragedy, and I was with my husband, Dudley, on one of his trips I couldn't avoid. He was a beer salesman. We were in Maine, and I insisted that we drive over to the coast to see my sister. The last few miles, the road was very bumpy, and my husband was worse than the road. Oh, why in the Sam Hill are we going over here anyway? Because I want to. Uh, drive to the ends of the earth. And for what? She is my sister, you know. Well, I've never heard you brag about that before. Well, there are times. After all, she did just lose her husband. And what's that to you? I'm thinking of Teresa. Maybe her husband meant something to her. Huh. Thanks. Oh, Daddy, let's not argue. Well, who's arguing? I just think it's stupid. What'd your sister ever do for you? Who knows? Maybe she'll have a change of heart. <laughs> we arrived at Huntley House. Teresa had certainly done well. It was a charming place. Not too big, but but with that touch of elegance every woman dreams of. The house ran almost to the beach with the ocean beyond. And there were flowers, lots of them, alongside the house, protected from the wind by a heavy, thick concrete wall. It was lovely. We knocked at the door. Even after ten years, Teresa didn't seem surprised. Well, come in, Maxie. Teresa, this is my husband, Dudley. Glad to know you, Mrs. Huntley. How do you do? Say, I can't get over it. Get over what? How much you two look alike. Oh, what did you expect? 
My husband and I were traveling by this way. I, I heard what had happened, so... Well, I, I thought we'd drive over. I had a premonition you were coming. Now I suppose you want to straighten up a bit after your trip. It's right upstairs there. Thank you. As Dudley and I walked upstairs, I got my first glimpse of the interior. What I saw made me green with envy. Chippendale, the Dresden over the fireplace. <laughs> Teresa always did have such marvelous taste. The house was a picture. Dudley must have been thinking the same thing as we dressed for dinner. Some joint she's got here. Dudley, please remember where you are. Now, what did I say? Well, don't joint the place up all so. All right, all right. I know how to handle myself. We went downstairs and had dinner. It was very uncomfortable. With Dudley blundering all over the place and Teresa. Prim, starched Teresa. And not too friendly. After dinner, it got so late, she had to ask us to stay all night. Dudley went to bed early. While Teresa and I had a little chat in the living room. Ten years is a long time, Maxine. Yes, it is. I think it was very nice of you to come. Even though it took a death to bring you. I'm glad it pleases you, Teresa. There was no other reason, was there? Of course not. No, I didn't come to ask you for anything. Ten years haven't changed you much, Maxine. <laughs> Nor you. After what I've gone through this last month, that's a compliment. You do miss your husband, don't you? Yes, I miss Everett very much. Poor fellow, we couldn't even give him a decent burial. What happened? He'd been working in his garden. He loved his garden. He decided to go for a swim. I watched him. He was well beyond the breakers when the riptide hit him. He screamed for help. I was powerless. We're five miles from anyone here. You know how I'm afraid of? I've always been afraid of the water. Oh, Maxine, if you'd just been here that day. She broke off and finally excused herself. Thought she was going to bed, but a moment later I saw her walking down on the beach. Looking out at the sea as if, as if imploring it to return her husband. I went up to our room feeling almost a little bit sorry for Teresa. Dudley was still awake. Well, what'd she say? Well, she was talking about her husband. Huh. She certainly wasn't very glad to see us, was she? Well, I think she was, in a way. Well, who knows? You're her only sister. Maybe you'll get yours someday. I don't want anything from her. Oh, not much you don't. You'll have to play your cards smart, though. Oh, why don't you go to sleep? All right, all right. Oh, I still can't get over how much you and your sister look alike. It was the second time Dudley had said that. And the words revolved in my mind. I went over and opened the shutters of the window. The sea breeze was fresh and cool. I thought of my sister and I. There never had been much love between us, only, only a question of who got what. I walked back to the bed. Dudley was asleep. 
thought to myself, in spite of everything, Teresa had got hers. Prim, starched Teresa had won. The next morning, I got up late. After breakfast, I found Teresa in the flower garden, which was protected from the wind by that heavy cement wall. Good morning, Maxine. Good morning, Teresa. You look as if you rested well. I should. I've been on sleeping tablets ever since it happened. Oh. <laughs> Your garden is lovely. It was Everett's garden. He was very proud of it. He even built the cement wall here. He just finished it. What do you uh, plan to do? Oh, I don't know. I may take a trip later on. And sell the house? Oh, no, never. Everett thought too much of the house. If I do go, I'll lock it up. But there's still all of Everett's business affairs to clear up. Those things are always hard for a woman. Oh, no. Everett's friend at the bank in town, David Courtley. He's been wonderful. He's taken over completely. Teresa, I... I want you to know something. What? Well, we've never been very close as sisters, and it's... <laughs> it's hard for me to say this, but... If there's anything that... That's very kind of you. In coming here as you did, you already expressed that. Maxine, why don't you and Dudley stay on over the weekend? Thank you. That would be very nice. Perhaps Dudley was right. Perhaps if I played my cards smart. That afternoon, I decided to take a swim in the ocean put on a suit, and as I approached the terrace facing the beach, I heard Dudley babbling about something for Teresa. <laughs> oh, this is the life. This is for me. You like it here at the beach, don't you? Uh, uh, I don't care if I never write another beer order in my life. Well, Maxine, your husband likes it here. So I understand. You're going for a swim? Yes. Anyone care to join me? No, not me. How about you, Dudley? Not me. I swim like a rock. You're in my class. <laughs> As I walked down to the water, I noticed the house faced a cove. And there was a mooring out into the water with a small sailboat tied up at the end. I guess Everett had kept it there during the summer months. I hit the water and took a long turn, way out past the breakers. When I returned, the terrace was empty. I dried off and walked to the door. And stopped at the sound of a man's voice I recognized at first. And as I listened, I realized it was David Cortland to David, whom Teresa so was nice to see you. Well, I'm sorry I haven't been up, Teresa. I've been terribly busy. But say, you're looking wonderful. Thank you. Believe me, for the first time, I believe you're coming around to my way of thinking. You've been getting some sun. Yes, I have. Well, that's good. That's good for you. But say, I, um, I noticed a car in the driveway as I came in. That belongs to Maxine, my sister. Your sister? Yes, she and her husband are here for a few days. I dare say that now I've come into all of Everett's money, I'm certain to be plagued by relatives. That was all I needed to hear. Teresa would never change. <laughs> Teresa, who had always coveted and always won. Or had she? Suddenly a plan evolved. Out of what Dudley had repeated many times since our visit to Huntley House. If I could just change places with her. Oh, but I don't know, Maxine. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? 
You said you liked it here, didn't you? Yeah, Maxine, but... How can we ever go back to what we had, knowing... Knowing all this is here for us? Well, I don't know. I'm afraid. Think what we would have. Just think what would be ours. The house. Her money. Freedom. All the things you've wanted and I've wanted. Yeah, but this is murder. Murder, Dudley? It's, It's merely retribution. The retribution she deserves. But how? That's the easiest part. I needed Dudley for my plan. Oh, how I needed him. That night, we waited until well after Therese had gone to bed. Then we slipped up to her bedroom. I knew she practically knocked herself out with sleeping pills every night. We opened the door, crept into the room. We had her gagged and her arms bound almost before she woke up. Then Dudley held her while I began the transfer. My rings, my wristwatch, and a locket with my name inscribed on it. We carried her downstairs, down to the mooring, into the sailboat. Dudley spoke the first word. Maxine, are, are you sure you know how to say this thing? Of course, get in. There was a good breeze. We sailed out quickly. About half a mile offshore, we untied Teresa and pushed her over the side. Her scream was lost in the sound of the heavy ground. to the story on the wild sea in the shadow of Huntley House, starring Evelyn Ankers. I did have a feeling of elation as I stood beside my husband, Dudley in the sailboat, watching the glimmer of a white cap which, which a moment before had been my sister. But the sense of elation somehow was not complete. I, I thought of my plan. It had worked splendidly. Dudley had been a help, but, but now he was nervous. Maxine... Don't you think we'd better be heading back? All right. Uh, and quickly. There's a boat over there. Where? Uh, ahead of us. Oh, she's miles away. There was the outline of the boat with running lights clear in the moonlight. But she was far away. We came about and headed back to the cove. About a quarter of a mile from the shore, I ducked below. My plan was nearly completed. I opened the seacocks, jumped up on deck, and was in the water before Dudley realized what was happening. What are you doing, Maxine? What are you doing? Come back! Don't leave me here! Come back! I watched, fascinated, until the sailboat went under. Then I swam in, climbed up on the sand below the house, and I stood up. Prepared to assume my new identity as Mrs. Everett Huntley. At the house, I waited a full hour before I notified the authorities that the boat was missing. I knew that neither Teresa nor Dudley could swim, and it would be over quickly for them. And I called David Cortland, Teresa's counselor since her husband's death. He rushed out to the house immediately. He was to be the first test in my new role. And he was easier than I expected. Oh, David. I got her as quickly as I could, Teresa. It's terrible, David. They, they've been gone nearly six hours now. There, there. The Coast Guard searching by boat and by plane. I'm sure they're all right. But uh, tell me, what happened? Well, Maxine and her husband decided on the spur of the moment to, to go on a moonlight sail. Did either of them know anything about a boat? Of course, Maxine handles the boat marvelously. She did practically nothing else but 
swim and sail when we were youngsters. Well, then, there's nothing to worry about. It's a very calm sea tonight. Yes, I... Oh, I never would have let them go otherwise. Oh, David, I... There, there, now. <laughs> You've certainly had your share these past weeks. But don't worry. If they're in trouble, they'll be picked up. His words upset me. There was the other boat that night, but... But the day passed. Then two days. Oh, I felt relieved. The afternoon of the second day, I got a sudden phone call from David. I was prepared for that, too, but... But not quite all of it. I have bad news for you, Teresa. A fishing boat just brought in the body of a woman. It's evidently... Oh, no, David. Yes. It seems the boat did go down. Oh, oh how terrible. I suppose I... I should come in and... And arrange for the body. No, I'll do that. But won't they want me to identify her? Oh, no. No, they'll do that merely by taking fingerprints. I certainly wasn't prepared for that. Nor for what followed in a few hours. Summoned by the police in town. David picked me up. He certainly was understanding as we sat in the waiting room of the police station. Well, we won't be long, I'm sure. What is it they want? No, I don't know. They just said to bring you down. You may go in now. Thank you. Yes, Lieutenant? Sit down. You're uh, Mrs. Huntley? Yes. Mrs. Huntley, I called you down here. I want a complete report of what happened the other night. Certainly. I suppose after what I tell you, you won't be interested in seeing the body. No. At least I know if I were in your shoes, I wouldn't be interested. Why not? The body had deteriorated, so we were unable to identify it with fingerprints. Can you uh, identify these? This locket, these rings? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 those were Maxine's. Oh, oh my dear sister. I made the report as the police requested... And a week or so later, we held Teresa's funeral. They never did find Dudley's body. Then I returned to Huntley House, but... Well, as the days passed by, it, it became oppressive. What had been so lovely before, the, the house, the beach, the garden with the cement wall shielding it, all too quickly became the storehouse of memories I, I wanted to lose. Then I... I mulled over an idea... And finally, I made up my mind. I called David, and he came out immediately. Come on in, David. Won't you sit down? Thank you, Teresa. You know, it's always so good to see you. Is it? Need I tell you? David, I'm going to take a trip. Excellent. Wonderful idea. Bermuda, England, France. How does it sound to you? Well, I think it's the only thing. Tell me when you want to leave, and I'll make all the arrangements. Well, I'd, I'd like to go as quickly as possible. Well, no sooner said than done. One other thing, David. Hmm? I've decided to sell the house. Really? Yes. Oh, isn't that rather a change? I thought you said you'd never sell it. You mean Everett did, don't you? He loved it so. Well, that he did. David, Everett was your best friend, wasn't he? My very best. As you knew him, do you think he would want me to live here after what has happened? 
No, I dare say you wouldn't. I'll post it for sale. You'll have no trouble selling it, I'm sure. And I'll arrange you the finest accommodations for your trip to Europe. David was so kind. So very thoughtful. <laughs> I almost believed that he liked me, or maybe it was because of Everett. I sold Huntley House the next day. People who bought it simply loved it. All except the cement wall by the flower bed. <laughs> they said it destroyed the view and that they were going to tear it down. They moved in practically as I moved out. When I arrived at the station to take the train to New York, David was waiting for me with a beautiful corsage. Thoughtful as always. This is for you. Oh, thank you, David. It's beautiful. Now, I want you to have a wonderful rest. You'll be in New York a few days before you sail. I will. Yes, I thought you might want to do some shopping. Oh, you you think of everything. You know, Teresa, I'm going to miss you. Really? Very much. I want you to know that. Oh. I shall miss you too, David. Hurry back, won't you? Yes, I I will, David. New York was marvelous, <laughs> especially after the memory of David standing there at the station and what he had said. Oh, I had a glorious shopping spree, and the date for sailing came around almost too quickly. I'd been on board an hour since the ship had left the port of New York, and there was a knock on my cabin door. Come in. You're Mrs. Huntley? That's right. Uh, Sergeant Burns, New York Police. You'll come with me, please. They rushed me off to the station. No one would say anything. I had no idea what was happening or what, what had happened. Then they, they put me in a room alone. Suddenly the door opened and David walked in. I rushed over to him. David, what's happened? Keep your hands off of me. David, what's the matter? To what think, Teresa, it? that I was falling in love with you. David, please... Please don't stand there like that. Tell me, what's happened? You know what happened. You were there that last day with Everett. Everett? Well, what weren't you? What weren't you with him there alone? Yes. Didn't you hear him there in that riptide? And didn't you hear his cries? Yes, that's right, yes. Teresa, you should never have sold Huntley House. Why? What do you mean? The new owner tore down that cement wall Everett had been building to protect his flowers. The new owner found Everett's body embedded in the cement. How could you ever do it, Teresa? How could you ever murder him? You have been listening to... Obsession. facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.